Good morning. Um, recording now the share from Shabbos Parshas Lech Lecha. Um, it's for Daf Gimel of uh, Mesecha Shabbos, starting from the um, last four lines of uh, Beis Hamid Beis. Last three lines even. Two dots there. Omale Ramasna Labaye. Ramasna said to Abaye, Ho Tamni Abion. If this is in our Mishnah, we had Shtaim Shein Arba B'Fnim, Shtaim Shein Arba B'Chutz, he had a total of eight Hisurim, some which are Zechir for, some which are Osa Pota Abad Osa, but there are a total of eight Hisurim listed in the Mishnah. How many Avyon? Are there really eight? Tati Surei Avyon, surely there are twelve. You've got four cases of Chiyot, Hitzah and Hachnosa for the Oni, and for the Balabites, which makes up a total of four cases. And then you've got a total of four cases in the Sefer, where each of them does half the Malacha, which means that there's an Ita Derabonon for each of them in each of those four cases, which means there's eight Hisurim. So eight Hisurim plus the original four cases, where either the Oni or the Balabites does the full Malacha, that makes up a total of twelve cases. It's not eight, it's twelve. Ask the Gemara of Elitanech, according to your reasoning, says Abaye back to Ramasna. Shitsuri Avion, you can make it up to 16. Because in the first four cases, where either the Oni does the full thing or the Balabayas does the full thing, the other one, who hasn't done anything other than being a passive uh, platform onto which to place the Chepetz or from which to take the Chepetz, but he's still there, you've still listed him in the Mishnah as being Potter. So you could have added on another four. In other words, there's a total of eight cases in the Mishnah. Four where one does the full thing, and four where they share it. And in each of those eight cases, you've got two people involved. In four of the cases, both are involved. And in the first four cases, one is more or less entirely involved, and the other one's nothing more than a passive bystander. But at the end of the day, there are two people involved somewhat in all eight cases. So that makes up eight times two is sixteen. So Amale, so Ravasna said back to Abaye, Hale Kashi, that doesn't bother me. Because Bishlam Abhava Duresha, top of Gimel Amadalas. It's fine in terms of those first four cases, the cases in the Resha, Potter Umutar Lekatani. Since the guy who is passive, the person who is nothing more than just sticking his hand there, ready for you to take the Khavit from his hand or to put the Khavit into his hand, he is Potter Umutar. Not only is he exempt from a of Khatus, it is Mutter Lechatzchil of him to do that. So that, that we're not listing in the Mishnah. And above the Sefer, when it comes to the cases in the Sefer, those last four cases, the Potter Aval Osser, that it's Potter, but it is Osser Lechatzchil, there's an Issa Derabonon, and the Issa Derabonon is on both parties, so that should be four times two, which makes up eight. So therefore, Kasha, I've got a problem, because the 8 plus the 4 original cases makes up 12. So the Gemara interjects, Do we really have in the whole of Shabbos a concept of Potter and Mutter? Where we say Potter, surely it means Potter and Mutter. Because, because surely Shmuel has said, Call for the Shabbos. Wherever you find the concept of Potter in Shabbos, Potter and Mutter, it means it is Potter, a person's potter from a chatos, but it is also midrabonon. Bar mehani telat, except for the following three cases. And there are only three cases. What are they? The potter and mutter in these three cases where it's potter and mutter. What are they? Number one, sidat tzvi. If a person traps a deer, now he's not doing it because he needs the deer for its skin, he doesn't need the deer. 
therefore it's a malach machine that's three chalik gufa. And why exactly is potomot is not our sugya? It's a sugya later on. But in that case, you can have situations where it is potomota. Likewise, vitidas nachosh for trapping a snake. Again, we're not talking about where there's any sakona involved. Otherwise, it's posher. There would be potomota. And I'm not doing it because I need the snake for its skin or anything like that. Therefore, it's still a malachosh and it's three chalik gufa. It's just annoying people. Therefore, it is potur u muta. And umapis mursa, the last one, is lancing a boil, opening up a, a boil to allow the pus. Because the pus is in a little bit of tar, again, it can be that it is potter umusa. These are the only three cases, says Shmuel. But implying that other than that, we do not find cases of potter umusa. Obviously, says Tosus, we are not talking about cases where there is pikuach nefesh. Where a person's life is in danger, of course, it is muta and it is a chiyuv. It's a mitzvah and a chiyuv to be mechal al-shabbat to save their life. That we are not talking about. We are talking about cases where there is no pikuach nefesh. There are apparently, says Shmuel, only three cases where it is potter or mutter. But our Mishnah surely is not one of them. Answers the Gemara. Ki yitzirich lady Shmuel. When does Shmuel have to tell us of cases of potter or mutter? That is paturi dikovid maisa. That is cases where you are doing a maisa, you are doing an action, you are doing some sort of malacha, and yet it is potter or mutter. There are only three such cases. But, the cases where you're not actually doing anything, and therefore you are potter, umutter, and a chalami, there's many cases. When Shmuel said there's only three cases of potter, umutter, that means cases where you are doing a malacha, you're doing some sort of action, and yet it is potter, umutter. There are only three such cases. The cases where it's potter, umutter, because you're not doing any action, of course there's many such cases, like our Mishnah. Now, before we go on, we've apparently said here that in the Mishnah, that if the Oni does the full Malachah, the Oni picks something up from the Rosh Hashanah, does a Hachnoto, and puts it down in the hand of the Barabayis, the Barabayis is Muta Lachachil for him to do that. So, Tosus asks the question, why is there not a problem of, li- of Lifnei Ever, of um, Lifnei Ever, let's say in Mitchell? Surely there's Lifnei Ever, because you are providing the means with which he can pro- do the Hanukkah and complete the Issa. Surely it's Lifnei Yibbeh. So Tosha says, don't tell me that you know the Gemara in Abed Zorah, which says that when is there an Issa of Lifnei Yibbeh, that is only if we are standing betray of Ritanaro. For example, the classic case is with a Nazir, and I stretch out a cup of wine to him. That's Lifnei Yibbeh. Says the Gemara in Abed Zorah, that is only if we are standing on two sides of the river. In other words, he's on the other side of the river. He can't reach the wine without me. So therefore, if I were to stretch out the cup of wine to him, there would be an Issa of Lifnei Iver. But if we are on the same side of the river, and he could get the wine without me, then there's no Issa of Lifnei Iver. So suggest Tosus, why can't we say that we're talking about here, that even if my hand wasn't there, so he'd put it down on the ground. Or if my hand wasn't there, he'd pick it up from the ground. He doesn't really need me, so therefore there wouldn't be an Issa of Lifnei Iver. So Tosus, no, that won't help you. Because Lifnei Iver is a writer, there is not, and a Hanami. But in Issa Zerabonon, there is. There's an Issa Zerabonon of Lifnei Iver, or Messiah, Yedei Ovri Avira. Says Tosus, why? And this says, says the Rosh, says the Ram, says the, ri- the reason is because, because, that I've got a Chiyuv to be mafresh somebody, to stop somebody from doing an Avira. Even a Kotan, at least according to one man's we, 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 we may not pass in this. The made based in on the Tuvina Frisha Miesa. So Kalsha came that I should not be aiding somebody, 
supporting somebody in doing an Avera. That is an Issa de Rabbonon. So it says, Tosus, still, I'm back to square one, why is it Potter or Mutter? So Tosus goes on and he says, perhaps we say, we're talking about a case with a Goy. The Oni is a Goy. So therefore, maybe you'd say, since it's a Goy, there's no Issa for him to carry on Shabbos. Therefore, there's no Issa of lifting it on me. I said, what do you mean, how Oni Chayv, the Oni is Chayv for doing the Achnosa, for putting the article in or taking it out? He's a Goy. What it means to say is, says the Rosh, it means to say, if he would have been a Yid, then he would have been Chayv. But I am Potter, because he is a Goy. The Maita is a Goy. Says so, so, that still won't help you, because there's still a problem of Maris Ayin. It looks like, it looks like, maybe I'm asking him to transfer an article for me. An Issa of Amir al-Akum. So Tosus concludes, you know what we're talking about? We're talking about a case where the article belongs to a goy. So the goy is doing the full malacha, and the article is his, so there's not even an isa der there's no problem with maris ayin, it's potur umutar legami. Says the Rosh, the Rosh says, but Royiti ba Ashkenaz, I've seen in Ashkenaz, that they say the problem of maris ayin applies even if the, op- the, the object belongs to a goy. Because Maris Ayin means, what does it look like to the bystander? If there's a problem with Maris Ayin, because the bystander thinks I may have asked the Goy to do it, so by the same token, the bystander may well think that the object belongs to me. How does he know that the object belongs to a Goy? Therefore, says the Rosh, I don't like this answer of Tosus. As for Tosus, the question of Tosus, why is it Potter and what about Lifniyeva? Says the Rosh, the answer is Potter. And this is exactly what the Tosus Yashani says as well. You're right, it's not Mutter Legamri. It's Mutter Mitzad Hilchah Shabbos. Ema Chanami Lifne'eva, there is Lifne'eva, there are Bolon at least, there will be. But Mitzad Hilchah Shabbos, it is Potter Umutter. Says Rabbi Kiva Ege, Lemaynaf Kemena, at the end of the day, if it's Osir, who cares whether it's Osir because of Shabbos or whether the Isser is because of Lifne'eva? It's Osir nonetheless. So what do you mean Potter? Potter Umutter. Says Rabbi Kiva Ege, there's an Afkemena. There's a difference. Because, Somebody who is a mummer, somebody who completely shows complete disregard for a uh, mitzvah or an avera in the Torah, is what we call a mummer. Now, generally speaking, just because a mummer, a person is a mummer for one avera, it doesn't affect his status with regard to other mitzvahs. However, somebody who is a mummer, somebody who shows disregard, he's machalos Shabbos, but he shows disregard for Shabbos, he is a mummer lechalat Torah kula. He's got the status of somebody who shows disregard for the whole Torah, and therefore his shechita would be treifah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to, to use his shechita. Says Rabbi Kivayga, therefore that's the difference. Because he says there are shittas, such as the Beit Hillel he brings from, not the Tana Beit Hillel, who hold that this applies even in an Issa Durabonon of Hilcha Shabbos. And therefore... If there would be potter aval osim mitzad hilcha shabbos, you wouldn't be able to eat from ishchita because he's a mummer for, for hilcha shabbos. But since it is potter umutam mitzad hilcha shabbos, the only issue is lifnei ever. So therefore, his shechita is still perfectly fine. So, so Rabbi Kiveiga, that is the difference. Now, as to why Tosus does not choose this answer of the Rosh, why did Tosus refuse to go with this answer and say the potter umutam means mitzad hilcha shabbos? I would venture to say that we could suggest that Tosus disagrees with this idea that a person can be a mummer, that a person can be a mummer, Pehilcha Shabbos means mummer l'chalatei rakula, if he's over an Isadra Bonon, if he's a mummer for an Isadra Bonon of Hilcha Shabbos. And therefore, says Tosus, there would be no enough to say that he's, it's possible to remote him to Hilcha Shabbos, 
that they start lifting in there, it's also Midar Because said Tosfos, and so what? What's the difference whether it's Mutam Mitad Hilcha Shabbos or it's also Mitad Hilcha Shabbos or also lifting because they're lifting in there? Either way, it's an Issa Darabonon. And the Issa Darabonon, even if it's an Issa Darabonon of Shabbos, will not affect the status of his Shechita. Therefore, says Tosfos, I don't like this answer, the Rosh. And that's why he's forced into saying that we're talking about the Goy. But according to the Rosh, the Rosh says Rabbi Kivega, and this is what we're suggesting, using Rabbi Kivega to explain the Machlech Tosfos and the Rosh, the Rosh will hold that the, Isra, the ideal Mumar the Shabbos is a Mumar of Chalatero Kula, applies even to an Isra the Rabbonon of Shabbos, therefore there's a Gewaldig Anaskamina, whether it is Muslim Yisrael of Shabbos or not, i.e. for Hishchita, and therefore that's what it means, Potter Amut, it means Potter Amut Yisrael of Shabbos. Now this is, the, the main yisod that we want to take out from this process though is that there is a concept of an Issa de Rabbonum of Lifneva or Nisayah Yedei Ober Avera even when the other person could have done the Issa without me. Ask the Shai Yisariye. He says, I don't understand. He brings the Gomorrah in Abed Zorah. He brings a Tosfus in Chagiga, he brings a, to- a Tosfus in Abed Zorah, a Rosh in Abed Zorah, there's a Mordechai as well in Abed Zorah, the Kitta which all indicate there is not even an Issa de Rabbonon of Lifneyeva or Misayeya Yidei Ebreyavira if the person could have done the Issa without me. This is what the Shagis Aryeh asks. Now, I will just point out that according to the Gon, there is a difference even according to Tosus. When Tosus says there is an Issa de Rabbonon, that is only when the, the person could have done it without me, but he actually has to do something in order to get hold of the Issa. But if he's holding the Issa in his hand, he's mamish got it in his hand, and I support him to do the Issa some other way, there's not even an Issa de Rabbonon. That's called Biyode. If it's in his hand, then there's not even an Issa de Rabbonon. That's what the God indicates. But that will only help us with regard to the Gemara, which the Shagas Arya brings, not the Tosus in Chagika, not the Tosus in Aved Zara. So we've still got this theorem. And the answer we said was, and so writes the Shah. The Morgan Avon here in Hilfah Shabbos writes, indicates the same idea, and that is like this. That the Issa de Rabbonon applies only if the person doing the Avera is a Yid, not if he's a Goy. That's what the Shach indicates. Lifne Iva, even if you cause a Goy to do an Avera, one of the Shevamits of Dene Noah, there's an Issa of Lifne Iva. But that's the Issa de Oraita of Lifne Iva. But when it comes to the Issa de Rabbonon, because I'm, I've got a chiyav to stop people doing others, I'm responsible for others, that only applies to a yid, not to a goy. This is the answer. And we went further and we explained it. The pshat seems to be like this. Because Lifnei Iver actually has this, at least two different isurim incorporated in Lifnei Iver. Number one is to give bad advice to somebody. That can be bad advice in Gashmir's as well. To give somebody bad business advice is Lifnei Iver. The other p- part of living here is what we're talking about here. To cause somebody to do an Aveiro. From the Chinuch, it would seem that the Issa of Lifnei Iver for a go- to cause a Goy harm only applies to causing a Goy to do an Aveiro, not to causing, not giving him bad advice. And the Menachas Chinuch asks on the Seva Chinuch, he likes Sorachian, and we explain that the Peshat seems to be like this: that if I cause somebody to do an Aveiro. The Peshat is, I'm a partner in Avera. If I call the Nozid to drink wine, which he couldn't have done without me, it's true I'm not a Nozid, but I've had a part in the Avera of 
another drinking wine. Whatever destructive um, knock-on effect it has in the upper world, or whatever Chilol Hashem it causes, I have a partner in it. That is the Issa of Livneyeva. Now, for that, it makes no nafkamina whether it's a goy doing the Avera, or it's a yid doing the Avera. If I have a hand in that Avera, I've got a part in that Avera. Who cares who did the Avera? However, when it comes to giving bad advice, if he goes ahead, if a person goes ahead and goes ahead and, and, and uh, follows my advice in the, in the business deal, I don't have a chilek in, in, in the business deal. The issue for me is because I gave somebody bad advice. I know that you gave somebody bad advice, that's lifting either. There's no itter to cause a goy harm. There's no itter to co- give a goy bad advice. A yid there is. But if you've got a partnership, if you've got a chilek in the avera itself, of course it makes no difference whether it's a goy or a yid. Now, that only applies so long as the person, the other person, could not have done the Avera without me. So then, I have a Chedek in Al-Avera. But if he could have done the Avera without me, then what Chedek do I have in the Avera anyway? He would have done it without me anyway, so what, what's it got to do with me? Say, so there are bond on your right. A Chedek in Al-Avera you don't have. But we are being mistaken with the on that you are responsible for another yid. You're not responsible for a goy. But you are responsible for the spiritual plight of another yid. The Avera would have been done anyway. So without the Avera, you've got no chedek in it. But you, you are responsible for the spiritual status of another yid. Not a goy. And therefore, for you to act, even if you can't actually stop him doing the Avera, but for you to actively help him do the Avera, you are actively said to be kidding as Neshama. There's an Isidur Abonan in that. For a goy, there's not. For you to do that to a goy, there's tak or not. As long as you don't have a chedek in Avera, he would, he would have done the Avera without you, there's nothing wrong. But mitzad, but mitzad, a yid, you're like killing it in a shama, there's an isad rabon. That's how we explained, that's how we explained the, the, the chiluk between helping a yid do an Avera and a goy do the Avera. And the MS, if you, if you take a look at the Mishnah Bura, the Mishnah Bura, already picks up on this sort of idea. Because the Mishra Pura says, he says, for Emmet, I don't understand. There should be an Issa Doraisa. If you to help somebody do an Avera, there should be an Issa Doraisa. Says the Mishnah Pura, that only if, he could, if I could have stopped him doing the Avera. But if he would have done the Avera anyway, I can't stop him doing the Avera, then it's an Issa Doraisa, not an Issa Doraisa. And Emmet, with this, it also answers up, I think it's the Marat Chiyas, somebody at the back, I think it's the Marat Chiyas, says, if you take a look at Tevah Mitzvah, or Rambam, he's Mashman, if you, the Rambam is Mashman, if you help somebody do an Avera, it's an Issa Doraisa. The Teret is, according to this, there's no difference between Tosus and the Rambam. The Rambam is clearly talking about there where you have a Chiyav of Techacha, I think it's under the Mitzvah, the Chiyach Techiyach Sami Techo. Techacha is only in a place where there's a chance that you can stop him doing the Avera. There's no Mitzvah to give Techacha to somebody who's going to do the Avera anyway. On the contrary, you shouldn't give him Techacha. If you can't stop him doing the Avera, then there'll be an Isidra Abonon. Because for you to act, you can't stop him, so you don't have to give him Techacha. To actively help him do the Avira, the fact that he could have done it without you is irrelevant. For you to actively help him is an Isidra Abonon. As the Mogin Avram says, normally when you see people doing work, there's a mitzvah to, even to a goy, to, to, because of Eva, to give him a bracha, to say, Hatzlach Rabba with your work. But if you see somebody doing work on Shabbos, you see a yid doing Malak on Shabbos, Chas Shalom to say, Hatzlach Rabba. Chas Shalom. That he's going to do the malacha anyway is irrelevant. I bet Mishum Shalom, there's no head. 
That brings us to the end of that little piece of Lipnei Iver and the Isidra Bonon in it. But now returning to the Gemara, the Gemara still has this kasha. So you've dealt with Potter Avadosa. But Mikolok and Tati Sereyavion, we still got this kasha. Surely there are twelve. It's still not eight, there's twelve. Four when the, either the Oni or the Barabais does the full Hetzal or Hachnosa, two for each of them. And then the last four cases where they share the Malacha, there's an Issa Darabonon for each of them to do half the Malacha. So the Gemara answers, The Tan is only reckoning cases of Patur, where it could have come to a Chathos, to a Chi of Chathos. Whereas, the low Oti Behuli Dei Chi of Chathos, those which could not, never come to a Chi of Chathos, the Tana is not reckoning with. In other words, you're right. That there is an Ita Drabonon, both for the person who's doing the Akira and for the person who's doing the Hanokha. To do half of Malacha is also an Ita Drabonon. Well, it's an Ita Drabonon, I should say. And it doesn't matter whether you're the one doing the Akira or the Hanokha. And in fact, we pointed out from Rashi on the Omen base that even if there's not a full Malacha being done, just to do a Hanokha on its own is also an Ita Drabonon. For example, if a person did an Akira on Erev Shabbos, and he stuck his hand out on Erev Shabbos, and he only puts his hand down in the Rosh Hashanah, and puts the article down in the Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, says no Menachah has been done, because Akira and Yisrael is done on Erev Shabbos. There's still an Issa Drabonah to Rashi to do the Hanachah. So of course there's an Issa Drabonah. But only for one of them is it an Issa Drabonah which potentially could have come to Echi of Kassel. And therefore, when in those last four cases, they're both doing an Issa Drabonah, but only one of them is doing an Issa Drabonah which could have come to Echi of Kassel. In two of the four cases, it's the Oni. And in the other two of the four cases, it's the Barabayas. Now, who is the one who is doing the, 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 the something which could have come to Echi Khatos? Rashi says it's the one who does the Akira, the one who lifted up the object. Because he lifted up the object, he could have then stuck his hand out and put it down. See, he could have done the full Malacha. The one who only does the Anokha, the one who puts the, the object down, he couldn't, because Akira has already been done when he comes into the picture. So the one who does the Akira, that's the one who is the Pturz Asi Behulidei The Ram says, no, on the contrary. It's the one who does the Hanokha. The one who puts it down, he's the one who completes the Malacha. That's the, the completion of the Malacha is what creates the Khatos. In this case, there's no Khatos because he shared the Malacha with somebody else. But it's the Hanokha which, which brings about the Chi of Khatos. Therefore, it's the one who does the Hanokha, that's the one who is the Pturz Asi Behulidei It's the opposite of Rashi. Just be the so that everything will be switched from Rashi. However, Tosva says, in order to make the Mishnah run better, it should be all parallel, the, the two of the Oni will come together, the two of the Barabayas will come together, they'll run sort of in semantics with the, with the ratio of the Mishnah, says Tosva, the one who is, is the one who initiates the Malacha. Not the one who does the Akira, it's the one who sticks his hand out. By sticking his hand out, that is saying, let's do the Malacha. Even if he doesn't do the Akira, but by sticking out, out you're asking the other person to do the Akira. That's initiating the Malacha, and on the contrary, sticking out your hand, you're also the one who does the transfer as well. Remember, you're actually transferring the object as well. That is the one, the Osiridei Chiyot Chathos. Those are the three Shittas in the Sukkah. So now the Gemara asks, Shinei and Paturit? So you're telling me, if they do the Malacha together, one does the Akira, one does the Hanacha. Obviously, one of them has done the transfer. They're both Potter. Why? But surely a Malacha has been done between the two of them. Now, says Tosfos, the Gemara is not asking this as a question on the Mishnah, because we're not up to this stage in the Mishnah yet, about Shnei and Peturim. 
we haven't even analysed the first part of the Mishnah, never, never mind the last part of the Mishnah. So what sparks the Gemara's question of Shnei Mpaturin? Says the Gemara, it says, so it's from what we just said. That we said, that we're only listening, Paturin to Asi Bihuli Dei so it says the Gemara, but, because in other words, but, but they're both potter because both are potter of a lot. That's what the Gemara is asking this question on. So after the Kiva Ega, at the end of the day, is it not a question on the Mishnah? Surely it's a question on the Mishnah. The Mishnah does say Shnei Paturin. What, what, what are you gaining by this? Stop me just telling me where we are asking. Oh. So this is a Rikiva Ega Gvaldik. He says, the MS you should know on the Mishnah, this wouldn't necessarily be an Akasha. Because I could have told you, you know why in the Mishnah, Shnei and Peturim, why they're both potter? Because no malach has been done. Even between the two of them, there's no malach has been done. Because think about it. Let's say the Balabai has picked up an object in the Rishos Hayochit. He picks it up, he does Akira. He sticks his hand out, that's the saw. And then he doesn't put it down, doesn't put it down on the ground, doesn't put it down on the hand of the Balabai, of the Oni. He just holds his hand there for a second. So he holds his hand there for five seconds. Then, the Oni takes it from his hand and puts it down. So it's both potter. I'll tell you, you know why they're both potter? Because there's no Malachal being done. Because when the Balabayas stops, his hand stops in the Rosh Hashanah that is some sort of Hanukkah. Which means that when the Oni takes it from his hand, he's doing an Akira and a Hanukkah in the Rosh Hashanah He's not trans- he's not doing, it's already stopped. So the Balabayas is potter, because a Hanukha it is, but it's not a full Hanukha. It can't be a full Hanukha because his hand is in a different Rishos. So his body is, we're going to see in the Gemara soon. So it's not a full Hanukha. But it's a Hanukha nonetheless. So therefore, the Malacha has come to an end, but it's not a full Malacha. Therefore, the Balabai is a potter. And the Oni is also a potter, because when he takes it from the hands of the, of the um, Balabai, he's starting again. It's a completely new start, but it's starting from Rishos Arabim. So he's not transferring Rishos. That's why it's not a Kasha on the Mishnah. But says the Rikiv Ege, but from the Gemara, you can see that's not true. That's why we ask the question. How do I see it from the Gemara? Because the Gemara has just said that we are talking about cases that potentially could have come to Echi of Chathos. What do you mean by that? Let's go with Rashi's Pshat, I think that's the easiest way of looking at it. That means the Balabai lifts it up, sticks his hand out, and stops for five seconds. Now, if he were to now put it down, he'd be chayav achatos. Why is he not chayav achatos? Because the only takes from him and does the hanocha. But implying that if the balabais were to put it down on the ground, he'd be chayav achatos. Why is he chayav achatos? I, I thought you said that when, he, when his hand stops still for five seconds, when his hand stops for, for, for five seconds, so that's a partial hanocha. It's a partial hanocha. So in which case, why if he puts it down now, should he be chayav? It's already, it's, it's, the, 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 the Malocha has now been split into two. The fact that we say that he, if the Balabais were to put it down, that he would be Chayav Achatos, shows me that when his hand stops still in the Rishos Harabim, it's absolutely, it means absolutely nothing, it's not even a partial Anocha. So in which case now we've got a very good question. If his hand stopping the Rishos Harabim means absolutely nothing, so then let's analyze what's happened. The Balabais picked it up, he did Akira, he did the Hitzah, he stuck his hand out, Nothing, nothing stopped yet. The only takes it from him and does the So we've now got a full Manocha. So answers the Gemara, surely the Manocha has been done between the two of them, so why are they potter? Answers the Gemara, Tanya, because we've learned in a Brayser, Rebbe Yomim, the Rebbe says, Me'ama Oret Fasei, so we have a puzzle talking about the Korban Chatos, it says from the people of the land which do it, 
And we dash on the word Baal and not on the nefesh, rather it's going on the doing it. Doing the whole thing. It's got to be Ha'ethes Kula. It's got to be somebody who does the full Malacha, but Ha'ethes Mikdasa, not somebody who does a half a Malacha. Yochid Ba'asa Isa Chayas. If a Yochid, an individual does the Malacha, he's Chayav Achatos. Shanaim Ba'asa Isa Chayas. But if two people do the Malacha together, they are Potter. For the time being, we are talking about where each one does a half. If they do a full Malacha, but together, in other words, they pick up an object together and they carry it out into the Rosh Hashanah, that the Gemara speaks about later on. For the time being, we're talking about where each one does a half. One does Akira, one does Anocha. That is possible because it's got to be Ba'asaisa. Where each, where one person does it, does the full Malacha. It's Manami Soto, it's been said. Omer Abichia Ba'agamza, Abichia Ba'agamza said, this will come Chabura. Literally, it's thrown out from the mouth of the Chabura. In other words, Omer and they said, they decided together, Either we're talking about a Chabura of Tanoim, because normally you don't bring a Itzmanami as support for a Brighter, we just had a Brighter. So either we're supporting it from a Chabura of Tanoim, or so it could be we are supporting it from a group of Amoroim, but why would we need a support for a Brighter? The answer is this, not, this is not a Brighter which was taught by Rabbi Chir and Rabbi Yishayah, and therefore the legitimacy of the Brighter, or how correct the Brighter is, you can't rely on it fully, therefore we need the support from the Amoroim. What do they say about Asaysa? The word Asaysa tells me, Yochid Shasa or Chayev, an individual who does the full Malacha is Chayev, Shanaim Shasa or Paturimid. If two people do the Malacha together, they are both exempt. Boy, meaning Rav, meaning Rebbe. Rav asked Rebbe the following Shaila. His inner Chavero Echlin Mashkin, if a person loaded up his friend with food and drink on Shabbos, in other words, um, and why it's about food and drink to Josh is just because that's all for the milk. It could be anything. In other words, you put onto, let's say, your shoulders, you take a bag, you put it as a backpack onto your shoulders, and then the Hitzion Nachutz. And then this other person who's now loaded up, he walks outside. He was stationary, he was in his house, and he walks out into the Rosh and he stops there. Mahu, what's the din? Akira's Kufa, Kakira's Kepet, Mimakomadoni, Umichayev. Do we say that by uprooting his body, by starting to walk, that is like uprooting the object from its place, and therefore he is chayev? I do not or perhaps not. Or do you say no? At the end of the day, he didn't actually pick up the chayfets, he didn't do the akira of the chayfets from the ground. What do you say? So, 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 so we could have asked the same question about Hanukkah as well. He didn't put the object down, he just stopped walking. Is that a, is that a Hanukkah? Whereas the Tetris Yishonah brings from a Rashba, not the Rashba we've got, but brings from a Rashba, that the Shail is really only better by the Akira, because as we'll see by the Hashem on Raftalad, there is a Chilo between Akira and Hanokha. Akira has to have a much more Choshava Akira than a Hanokha. Hanokha could be even on a smaller place, as we'll see by the Hashem. Therefore, even if by Hanokha, stopping, just stopping still, when you stop walking, is considered a Hanokha, maybe when it comes to Akira, which is the very start of the whole Hanokha, maybe you've got to actually lift off the ground, not just start walking. That's how Tosfus Yishonim views it. For the kids, so this is a shayla. Do you actually have to lift it off the ground, or just by walking is that considered a haki, uh, an akira? So Amale to Rebbe replied to Rabbi says, "Chayev, no, that is an akira, and he's chayev if he starts walking, walks out to the Rosh Hashanah and then stops. That's an akira and a hanocha, and he's chayev." The ena and it's not similar to the case of the hands. What's the case of the hands? Well, we had in the Mishnah. The Oni sticks his hand into the Rosh Hashayochid, let's say. And the Balabayit puts something into his hand. So the Oni's hand is still. And the Balabayit loads his hand up. And then the Oni moves his hand out. Instead of Rosh Hashayochid, let's say, puts the, the object down on the ground, just to keep matters simple. 
And we said in the Mishnah, Shnei and Patur, they're both Potter. Why are they both Potter? Surely, the Oni's hand was still, then he moved it, and then he stopped. That should be Akira Kufoka, Akira Sayata, Akira Sefet. Says Rebbe, it's not similar. There's a difference between moving the hand and moving the body. What's the difference? My timer, what's the difference? Because Kufo Nayich, Yodle Le Nayich. Because one's body is at rest, whereas one's hand is not at rest. What does that mean? So Rashi talked about the difference seemingly seems to be as follows. Because your hand is up in midair. So your hand is not at rest. If your hand is not at rest, there can't be an Akira. Akira, by definition, means moving an object from a stationary position. Your hand is not stationary because it's up in midair. It's not on the ground. Whereas your body is on the ground. Therefore, if you move your body, that is an Akira. Whereas something which is in your hand is not in a stationary position and therefore there's no Akira. That's what Rashi sounds like. Comes along Tosis and says, I don't understand. Number one, for the Mishnah you see not like that. Because in the Mishnah, we say, for example, if I pick up an object from the ground, I stick my hand out into the Rosh Hashanah and I put it into somebody's hand in the Rosh Hashanah I'm higher. Why? So I put it into his hand. I thought you said put, putting it in somebody's hand is not a Hanukha, it's not at rest. So I'm done a Hanukha. So if I pick it up from his hand, bring it inside and put it down, I'm higher. Why? But I picked it up from his hand. I thought his hand is not at rest. If his hand is not at rest, I didn't do an Akira either. That's number one, says Tosis. Number two, says Tosis, are you telling me that if I load somebody up, instead of loading him up onto his back, I load it up into his hand and then he walks out, are you telling me that the person would be Potter? It's in his hand. His hand's not on the ground. I didn't load it up into... It's not on the ground. If his hand's not on the ground, it'd be Potter. Are you telling me that? Says Tosis, it's impossible. Now the Maita, this Peshat in Rashi, as Tosus has done, has reje- is rejected. And the reason is because, as is clear from the Rashi already, that's not what Rashi meant. Tosus understood Rashi like that, but we've rejected that Peshat in Rashi. So we are left with two possible Peshatim in the Gemara. One is the Peshat of Tosus, and the evidence the way the Rashi understands Rashi is not so different to that. And the other way of understanding, the other way of explaining the Gemara is the way we explain Rashi. And as the Rosh Yosevic, that's the Prima Godim, explains Rashi. The Peshat of Tosus is like this. And it's actually based on a Giresa which Rashi says you should erase. And that is Yodai Bosat Gufo Guerrero. So it's even Yodai Nayak Gufo Guerrero means much the same. But Yodai Bosat Gufo Guerrero, what does that mean? Says Tosus, what Tosus says is like this. All the Gemara means to say is like this. When your hand is in a different Roshus to your body, it is not at rest. That's all it means to say. If your hand is in the same rishus as your body, then it is at rest. So if I'm holding an object in my hand, in the same domain, I'm inside the house, my hand is inside the house, you stick your hand in and pick the object up uh, out, out of my hand and take it outside and put it down, you are higher because my hand is in the same rishus as my body, therefore the object in my hand is at rest and when you pick it up out of my hand, that is an akira. However, what we were talking about when we said Eina it was a different case. If I stick my hand into your domain and you put something into my hand and then I move my hand, my hand is never at rest because my hand is in a different domain to my body and therefore my hand cannot be at rest. That's all the Gemara means to say. But of course, if something is in my hand and my hand is in the same domain as my body, of course, if I were to walk out with it now, I would be chayat. That's posh, says Tosus. <coughs> says the Roshiotif, 
He says, according to Tosus, it would seem that by the same token, we've come up with a little bit of a chiddush now. That it's loud after if I walk outside. The same thing would apply if I'm standing in the Rosh Hashayot, in my house, and somebody put something into my hand. And I was to stick my hand outside and put the object down on the ground or into somebody's hand standing outside. I would also be hired. Because when the person put the thing into my hand, my hand is in the same Rosh as my body, so my hand is at rest. When I start moving my hand, that's an Akira. So I do an Akira, I do a Hotsaw, a transfer, and I do a Hanukkah, I'm Chayas. That is the Nafkamina, says the Prima Godim, when you have this case of Yodai Bosa Kufa Kareiro. Once we say that the hand is all dependent on where the body is, so if my hand is in the same domain as my body, my hand is at rest, if I was now to put my hand outside, that is an Akira. I've done an Akira, and a Hanukkah, I'm Chayas. The Rashba says much the same in Rashi, maybe not that last Nukuda, but he says Rashi never meant to say about the hand being on the ground. Says the Rashba, of course, you know what, says the Rashba. Even if my hand was on the ground. In other words, like this. I stick my hand out into the, I'm in the Rosh Hashayoch, and I stick my hand out into the Rosh Hashayoch, and I bend all the way down and put my hand down on the ground. And you pick up an object and put it into my hand. And I then lift up my hand from the ground and bring it inside and put the object down inside. Says the Rashi, but you'd still be Potter. Rashi never meant to say with your hand on the ground. All Rashi means to say is your hand is in a different Rishus to your body. And why Rashi takes out that gift of Yoda Bosa Gufa Gereira is because as Rashi says, Yisera is extra at saying the same thing as Yoda Nayef or, or, or Gufa Nayef or not. That's all Rashi means to say. But we explained a little more than that. And what Rashi means to say is like this. That the hand can actually is very unique. It is unique from all other limbs and organs in the body. All other limbs and organs, they are stationary. They are completely, they are subservient to the body. Even the legs, which can actually move, but they can't, if you move your legs, then your body moves with it. If you start walking, your legs move with it. The legs are there really to transport your body. Whereas, your hands, I mean, obviously you could kick something, I suppose, but other than that, generally speaking, your, your, your legs are still attached to your body in that sense. Your hands are completely independent to your body. Obviously, they are limited to how far you can stretch, but you can get on with it. You can sit here writing, and doing it. your body does not have to move in the slightest. Therefore, your hands can be viewed as part of the body, or they can be viewed separate to the body. If they are viewed as part of the body, then since your body is attached to the ground, your hands are also on the ground. Whereas when your hands are acting independent of the body, they may be attached to the body, but if they're independent from the body, your hands are suspended in the midair, they are not at rest. That's all Rashi means to say. And therefore, this is exactly what the Prima Godam says, more or less, I mean, doesn't quite put it like that, but that's what the Prima Godam says as well. And therefore it's like this, we can work it out. If I were, if I was, to stick my hand out, you load up my hand, and I stick my hand out into the Rosh Hashanah since my body is at rest, my body is not doing anything. It's the hand which is doing all, all the malacha. Therefore, it's the hand which is doing it. It's got, the hand is acting independent of the body. Therefore, my hand is not at rest. And I won't be possible because there's no Akira. My hand was, at, was not at rest. However, if you stick something into my hand, and then I walk outside, I actually start walking. The fact that it's in my hand, I'm higher. Why? Because my hand is not acting as part of my body. It's like, acting as like my back. 
What difference whether it's on my back or it's on, in my hand? My body is the thing which is moving now. So my hand is acting together with the body, therefore, the object was at rest. And when I start walking, that's an Akira. If I walk outside and I stop, that's an Akira and a Hanukkah, I would be Chayef, even according to Rashi. That's the essays of the, and so the Prima God, the way you understand Rashi, this way, more or less the way we, we'd already explained Rashi, that is the, the major nafkamina between Rashi and Tosfus Pekitsa, says the, says the Prima Godin. That according to Rashi, it's dafka if you, if I'm loaded up and then I walk outside, then I'm chayev. If you load it up in my hand and I stick my hand outside and put it down, I'm potter. Whereas according to Tosfus, if when you loaded me up, my hand is in the same rishis as my body, and then I stick my hand outside, and I put it down, I will be chayev. That would be the nafkamina between Rashi and Tosfus. As it happens, this whole Gemara is omitted from the, from the Shulchan Aruch, for some reason. Um, it is brought in the Rambam. The Rambam, says the Prima Godin, would seem, on the one hand, to be saying, like Rashi, that it's okay if you uproot your body, your chayev. On the other hand, in a certain sense, yeah, I've really cut this short, you'd have to go back to the shares to hear it in full detail, but in a certain sense, he does seem to say a little like Rashi. And that is because th- th- there's really another Nakuda, and that is, if I pick up an object, I stick out my hand into the Rosh Hashanah, I pick up an object from, let's say, the Oni's hand, I bring it inside, do I actually have to put it down on the ground in order for it to be a Hanukkah? According to Tosus, no I don't. Because my hand is in the same Rosh as my body, my hand is in the same Rosh as my body, therefore, my hand is now at rest. So I did an Akira in the Rosh Hashanah from the Oni's hand. I brought it inside. And now, my hand stops still. It's at rest. Therefore, there's Anoch automatically. Whereas according to Rashi, the way we've explained Rashi, the hand was acting independently of the body. The fact your hand is now in the same Rosh Hashanah as your body, so what? The body's got nothing to do with it. Therefore, you actually have to put it down on the ground. And that's exactly what Rashi says in the Mishnah. In more than one place, Rashi indicates you have to put it down on the ground. According to the way we've explained it, now we understand why, that, why that's the case. The Prima Yeshua sold this out, the Prima Godin sold this out, as we've said. According to the Rashi's understanding of Rashi, it could be the Rashi on the, the Rashi, that's not necessarily the case. Then we've got Rabbi Kibegu who said that what Rashi said in the Mishnah, it was any other minute. But this idea that according to Rashi, it could be asked to put it down on the ground, we understand based on the way we've explained Rashi, that if the hand is acting independent of, of the body, there's no Hanukha. Therefore you have to put it down on the ground. The Rambam indicates you do not have to put it down on the ground. It's clear in the Rambam you do not have to put it down on the ground. So therefore, on the one hand, the Rambam says, says the Prima Godim, that it's only if your body goes outside, your body starts walking, then there's an Akira. If somebody loads up my hand and I stick my hand outside, it's Mashmah from the Rambam, that's not an Akira. That's like Rashi. On the other hand, when it comes to putting the Chayfets down, he says like, you, you... You don't have to put the chayfet. You, you don't have to put the chayfet down on the ground. It's good enough. Once your hand is in the same rishus as your body, that is a hanoki. You don't have to put it down on the ground. That's not like Rashi. What's going on? So the the prima Godin just says he says that it could be that the Rambam is going like the Rashi brought in the Tosfos Tosfos that there's a chiluk between Akira and Hanokha. When it comes to an Akira, an Akira you have to actually complete. It's got to be the body doing the Akira. See, if the hand is acting together with the body, then there's an Akira. Otherwise, there's no, there's no Akira. When it comes to Hanukkah, when it comes to the coming to rest, for that, it's good enough the fact that your hand is in the same Rishos as your body. Now, Lahalok, as I said, this is not brought in Shulchan Aruch. Bichlam not brought in Shulchan Aruch. 
The Rama brings it. So the way the Ramam is brought to, the way the Prima Golem interprets the Ramam at least is, it's a cross between Rashi and Tosus. That when it comes to Akira, when it comes to Akira, you're not Chayr unless your body actually moves, not like Tosus. When it comes to Hanoko, you then actually have to put it down on the ground. And I would venture to suggest that Lahaloko, that would be the case, at least in terms of, the, of, Akira, or of Hanoko. Because even within Rashi, it's not so posh that Rashi meant to say that you, don't have, that, that, uh, that you have to put it down on the ground. The way the, the, the Rabbi Kibayaka says it was only a Habamina. The way the Prey Yeshua says it as well, it could be Rashi only said it as a, as a, as a, a posh shot in the Mishnah. And therefore, when it comes to Hanokho, it could be if you pick something up from the Rosh Hashanah and you bring it inside, the minute you stop, your hand stops still in the Rosh Hashanah, that is a Hanokho. You don't have to put it down on the ground. And as I said, definitely it would seem to be the Halokha, at least the Khumrah, that's that would be, seem to be the case. When it comes to the Akira, do you have to uproot your body? Or is it good enough that if somebody loads up your hand, you stick your hand outside? I would suggest, although as I said, I don't know, but I would suggest that possibly one could say, you've got Rashi, you've got the Rambam. In Tosfus, it's a Kiddush that the Prima Godim is Medayik from Tosfus. Tosfus does not say it. And therefore, the fact that it's not brought in Shulchan Aruch, it would seem that that would not be considered a, a, an Akira. As I said, it's not brought in Shulchan Aruch, so it's a little difficult. We're just sort of second-guessing. Top of Gimel Omed base. So, Omed Rabbi Chiyah Rab. Back to the Gemara. So, Rabbi Chiyah said to Rab, Rab was the one who asked the Shaila to Rabbi that somebody loaded up his friend. He said to him, Bar Pichti, son of great ones, Le'amino Rakhavai, not already told you, Ki Koi Rabbi Behom Masechta, when Rabbi standing one Masechta, Loed the Shaila be Masechta Acharisi. Don't ask him a question in a different Masechta. Because maybe he won't be holding that other Masechta, he won't be able to concentrate properly. He loved the Rebbe Gavra Rabu, because if not for the fact that Rebbe was a great man, you would have embarrassed him. Because he would have, he would have answered you a, a, an incorrect answer. But you should know now, however, he gave you a very good answer. Because we learned in a bright exactly as he said, if a person was already laden with food and drink from before Shabbos, no, but he loaded himself up before Shabbos. And, and when Shabbos comes in, as Tosus points out, he has to, I, I, have actually stopped still. He stopped when Shabbos comes in. Stops walking, in other words. And then he walks outside on Shabbos. He walks from his house, outside, with all the food on his back. And then he stops in the Rosh Hashanah, Chayev, he's Chayev. Because as we said, it's not similar to the case of the hand. Because the body is at rest, the hand is not. Therefore, he gave you a very good answer. We just pointed out one little question, and that is because the Gemara says on Kufi Dalit, when you're appointing a partner over the Tibur, don't, you've got to have somebody who's a big Tana Chokhom. Somebody who can answer you anywhere in Shas. So you don't think Rebbe was the God of Adar could have asked him? What do you mean? So we were died from Rashi. Rashi says, Kaloyma. Presumably that was the question of the Rashi had. Shein Libo the Mesechtazu, on the contrary, because of the greatness of Rebbe, when Rebbe is Osik in a certain Sugya, when Rebbe is busy learning a certain Sugya, He's so involved in it, to ask him a question on a different mistake, you have to rip him out of that sugya, that's something which Rabbi Chia said to his nephew Rav, you shouldn't have done. Because there's a danger that Rebbe wouldn't be able to do that. He's so involved in that sugya, he won't be able to concentrate on the, on, the, on the other sugya. That's his greatness. Of course he knows the other sugya. You're trying to rip him, wrench him out of that sugya, that's something you shouldn't try and do. Lemaitin, the greatness of Rebbe was that he was able to do that, but it's not something you should do on a regular basis, says Rabbi Chia. Omar Abaye says Abaye, Peshitri, it's obvious to me, that the hand of a person does not take on the status of a Rosh Hashanah, nor that of a Rosh Hashanah. 
I know that it's not like a Rosh Hashanah Miyadidani. I know that's in the hands from, from the case of the hands of the Oni. The case we've got in the Gemara is the case of Rashi. We're explaining it to be Rashi. The Rabbi Nechamano and the and the uh, the Balamar and the Rashi, but they all prefer the, a different the other way round. The case in the Gemara should be the other way round. But we're explaining it to be Rashi. And we've said that we know that the hand of a person is not not like a Rosh Hashanah from the hand of the Oni. What does that mean? Because we've said that if an Oni standing in Rosh Hashanah sticks his hand out into the Rosh Hashayotid and uh, with, a khayfa, with an object in it and then the Barabayas takes something from his hand and puts it down on the ground he's Potter why is he Potter? if he said that the hand of the Oni is like the Rosh Hashanah because the Oni is standing in the Rosh Hashanah so he's taking it from Rosh Hashanah and put it into Rosh Hashayotid Shibichayat Elamai you see that the hand of the Oni the hand of a person is not like the Rosh Hashanah just because he's standing in Rosh Hashanah and it's not like a Rosh Hashayoch. How do I know that? Rosh Hashayoch and Adon, it's not like a Rosh Hashayoch. He yodded the Balabayas. That means open the Balabayas. The Balabayas is standing inside. He stretches his hand out with a piece of bread in it into the Rosh Hashayoch. And Oni takes the bread from the hand of the, Rosh, of the, of the Balabayas and puts it down on the ground. He's Potter. Why is he Potter? If he takes the hand of the Balabayas, because he's standing in the Rosh Hashayoch, therefore his hand automatically is the Rosh Hashayoch. Therefore, the Oni takes from Rosh Hashayochid and put it down in Rosh Hashayochid. We should be chayyot. And Amai, you see, the hand does not become like a Rosh Hashayochid either. So the Abayi does posh it to me. The Abayi, Abayi, Abayi says, he asks the following question. What about the hand of a person? Can it become like a Karmelist? Now, a Karmelist is neither Rosh Hashayochid nor Rosh Hashayochid. It's an in-between Midrach Bonon. You can't carry Dalit Amis in it. And Midrach Bonon, you're not allowed to carry from Karmelist to Rosh Hashayochid or to Rosh Hashayochid or vice versa. Does the hand of a person become like a Karmelis? What's the Shaila? Tosis, we know that. I mean, it's not like a Karmelis. For example, a person is allowed to stand in Rosh Hashayochid, put his hand out to the Rosh Hashayochid, lift up something from Rosh Hashayochid, move it a bit, and put it down in the Rosh Hashayochid. You're allowed to do that. So, we see that your hand is not like a Karmelis. Otherwise, otherwise, you're transferring from Karmelis to, Kam- uh, to Rosh Hashayochid. So, says the Gemara, now, a Shaila is, there's only one Shaila, and that is, did the Rabbanon slap on a knaf to bri- that he can't bring his hand back to him or not? What that means to say is like this. Let's say I'm standing in the Rosh Hashayochid. And on Shabbos, I take something in my hand, do an Akira, stick my hand outside. That's an Isidur Rabbanon already. And then I decide, oh, I shouldn't really be doing this. I want to now bring my hand back. Do the Rabbanon say, because of knaf, that my hand now has the status of a Karmelit, and you can't bring your hand back. Because that's bringing from a Karmelit to Rosh Hashayotid. Only regarding this, this, this is a Shaida. Whether it's shut the stomach in us, that really your hand is not a Karmelit, just we give it the status of a Karmelit, because of Kanas, or whether the MS your hand will have the status of a Karmelit, it's subject to different gears, in gears to whether it's Mi Konsua or Mi Osrua. So if it says it could be it's only a Kanas, the Rashba says it's Mi Osrua, then Oskimina would seem to be the other way around. What if I stick my hand from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashayotid? Could I bring it back? So if you say that the Pshat is your hand actually becomes a car- is really a Karmelis, your hand cannot become a Karmelis in Rosh Hashayotid. You can't have a Karmelis in the middle of Rosh Hashayotid. That's impossible. However, if you say it's Dhamma Kanas, the Chazal give it the status of a Karmelis. Your hand is not really a Karmelis. But it gives it the status of a Karmelis that you can't bring your hand back. So maybe that would be Shaykh even if you stuck your hand into the Rosh Hashayotid. And it seems to be a machalikist Roshayin whether the Shaila applies in that case as well. 
But anyway, that's the Shaila. We'll talk about that, but we're talking about you stick your hand out into the Rosh Hashanah. So is there a Kanaf to bring it back or not? So Toshima, come and listen. If his hand was full with fruit or produce, but then he sticks his hand outside. Tony Chad, one bride, the teacher is also you're not allowed to bring it back. But Tony Idoch, another one, teaches Mutalafsiri, you can bring it back. Says the Gemara, my love, I'll come if they get you. Don't you think this is what they're arguing about? So the first bride to hold your hand has got the status of a Carmelist, and therefore you can't bring it back. Umasov and the second bride to hold, not the Carmelist, only their hand does not have the status of a Carmelist, and therefore you can bring it back. Says the Gemara, Lloyd, no. We're going to give five answers to get out of this. The Chuleyama Karmelist Omni. Answer number one is really everyone agrees it's got the status of a Karmelist. So, why should you be able to bring it back? It's got the status of a Karmelist. But a Kasha, it's not a Kasha. It depends at which height you stuck your hand out. If you stuck your hand out below 10, below 10 Spokim, then 100%. You stuck your hand out into the Rosh Rabin, your hand has the status of a Karmelist and you cannot bring it back. But if you stuck your hand out above 10, Above ten spokum in a Rosh Hashanah, it's not a Rosh Hashanah, it's a Makom Patur. From a Makom Patur, back to Rosh Hashanah, it's Mutal Chadchidah. So therefore you can bring your hand back. So Tosus, the Emes, you should be able to even stick your hand out from Rosh Hashanah. Let's say you're standing on, a, standing on your Merpes, on your balcony, you should be able to stick your hand out into the Rosh Hashanah, it's above ten spokum in the Rosh Hashanah, there should be no problem whatsoever. You can stick it out, bring it back, into a Makom Patur. Because of that, Tosus says a little bit of a Chidosh, that we're talking about here, when you start your hand out below Tenspochim, you then stood up, and now your hand is above Tenspochim, you're allowed to bring it back. That's what the Gemara means, you can bring it back above Tenspochim. The Rashba says, no way! Because otherwise, what's the whole Kanaf? What's the Kanaf? You're going to have to leave your hand out there. Well, I won't really have to leave my hand out there. All I'll do is I'll bring my hand above Tenspochim, and then I can bring it back. What's the Kanaf? Says the Rashba, no way. The Rashba learns you're not allowed to stick your hand out above Tenspochim Lechatzchilo. That means if you're standing on your balcony, Lechatzchila, you're not allowed to stick your hand out about ten spokim. I can send the coin for Yeah, but we're worried you may come to do it below ten spokim. You may come to drop into Rosh Hashanah. Whatever the case may be, there's a gazera. You're not allowed to do it. Both these shittas, the prima godim seems to say you can stick your hand out about, about Rosh Hashanah, about ten spokim. And the Bi'al Ocha says he doesn't know why the prima godim passes the kula. What about the Rashba? It seems that the Bi'al Ocha says lechatzchila, you should not be doing it. But if a person did stick his hand out, then you could definitely bring it back. As to where the toast is meant, by the way, that if you stick your hand out below ten spokim, you're allowed to actually stick your then take your hand above ten spokim and bring it back. Where the toast is meant that, or where the toast is meant to say that you should, you, if you stick your hand out below ten spokim and you wrongly then stood up and now want to bring it back, that you're allowed to do that. That may be the the, the point as to why how to answer up the kasha of the rashi. Again. Listen to the, to the original share for more information on that. Now, our component, those are the main two shitters. The Rashba says you're not allowed to stick your hand out. Tosa says you can. But both agree if you did stick your hand out, you're allowed to, above spoken, you can bring it back. Now, Lahaloko, you can bring your hand back, even if you stuck your hand out. But maybe you're allowed to bring your hand back into the Rishas Hayochit. Vibayitema also says to Kumar, here's another answer. Really, both are talking about below spoken. But after a communist army, and your hand does not have the status of a communist. So if it doesn't have the status of a communist, why shouldn't I be able to bring it back? But a kasha, it's not a kasha. Kamibodyon, one's talking about when you stuck your hand out, while bef- you stuck your hand out before Shabbos. Kamibodyon, the other one's talking about when you stuck your hand out when it was already Shabbos. 
you stuck your hand out before Shabbos, so they can't do a Rabbonin. The Rabbonin didn't put a canal on you. Your hand doesn't have the status of a communist. So what's the problem? Because you've done an Issa de Rabbonin, I didn't do an Issa de Rabbonin. What Issa de Rabbonin did I do? I, sat, I did the Akira and the Hotel before Shabbos. So why should I be able to bring my hand back? It doesn't have the status of a communist, so you can bring it back. But, Khan, about, about Meshech HaShecha, if you're talking about where you stuck your hand out when it was already dark, so you did it an Akira and the Hitzor when it was already dark. It's an Itzad Rabbonon. Therefore, Kontur Rabbonon. The Rabbonon put a Knaf on you. And so you leave your hand there till the end of Shabbos now. So it's going to be on the contrary. Ibchom is Shabbos. It makes more sense to say the opposite way around. If you stuck your hand out before Shabbos, the Yishad did it. If you were now to throw it down on Shabbos, the Yishad did the Yishad did it. You won't come to the Yishad because the Akira and the Hitzor was done before Shabbos. So even if you were to throw it down now onto the ground on Shabbos, you won't be chayav for that. You won't be chayav chassos for that. So there's the place they can restore Rabbonim for their Rabbonim to make their kanaf, to make their stand. Because their, their kanaf cannot lead to Echiyot Chassos. But if you stuck his hand out on Erev Shabbos, oh sorry, on Shabbos, so he's done the Akira on Shabbos, he's done the Hitzor on Shabbos. And even though it says Rebbe even though your hand stops still for five hours, if you were to now throw it down, even though your hand stops still for, for five hours, if you were to throw it down now on Shabbos, you're going to come to Echiyav Chatos, Rabbonon surely shouldn't make a knas in such a case. Because you're going to say, the person stuck his hand out just when Shabbos came in, he's got to say that after the next 25 hours. In all likelihood, he's going to end up dropping it or throwing it down on the ground. According to the Rani, definitely will. So how can you make a knas in such a case? The fact that the Gemara takes on that we do put a kanaf in that case, and the fact that the Gemara does not answer that, we, just, we, we suggest that it should have answered, and it answers that that's when we put the kanaf, you should be able to be pushed at the side of Rabbi Voy Barabai. The boy Rabbi Voy Barabai, because Rabbi Voy Barabai asked the following Shaila. If a person stuck a piece of dough into the oven on Shabbos, and obviously, if you leave it there, he's going to come to be over on the Malacha of Eiffel, baking. Did they allow him to take the dough out of the, of the oven before he comes to the Chiyav Chatos, or not? Because Redi'a taking the bread out of the oven, is an Issa, some sort of Issa de Rabbonon. So the question is like this. Do the Rabbonon stand their ground and say, sorry, you shouldn't put the dough in? Therefore, you're not allowed to take, you can't be over there, said the Rabbon, now taking the dough out. Even though you're going to come, it's going to get baked, and if you're going to be Chayav Chatos for that, or you come to Chayav Chatos, it doesn't matter. Or do we say no? The Rabbon never would have stood their ground if it's going to come to, to an Issa Chatos, of course they wouldn't have stood their ground. Well, the fact that you've just told me that if a person's got his hand stuck out into the Rishos Rabbin, and he stuck his hand, he did that when Shabbos came in, and it's therefore, and you said, we still put a kanaf. He's got to have his hand out there for the next 25 hours. Despite the fact that he may come to a chiyav chasos, because he may throw it down, we're not worried. You see that there are bonnets down their ground, and therefore you will not be able to take the bread out of the oven. Says the Gemara, okay. Lo kasha, So you're right, okay, it's not a kasha, the tip shot, and you can be pushed in the shayla. The ebay team, or you could say, lo olam lo tip Really, you can't be pushed in the shayla. But kasha, and we'll answer up our question with a sticky out of the hand, we'll answer it up differently. Come the shaygeg, come the mazid. One's talking about the shaygeg, one's talking about the mazid. The shaygeg, if the person stuck his hand out the shaygeg, then lo kontu arabon, and the arabon didn't put a kanat on. 
The Nezid, if he stuck his hand out the Nezid, then Kansuar Abom and the Rabbom did put a Kanas on. What does this mean? Why can't we be pushing the Shadow of Rabbeva? It should be the same. Same, when he did it for Mezid, he did it for Shoghi. So Rashi learns that we're talking about Meshech HaSheikh. You stuck your hand out, we're still talking about where you stuck it out on Shabbos. And the cases are simply just not similar. Because, if you stuck your hand out the Shoghig on Shabbos, so we say, in that case, you only did it for Shoghig, we didn't put a Kanas, you can bring your hand back. But I'll tell you, you know why you can bring your hand back. Because you're not doing any Malacha when you bring your hand back. What Malacha are you doing by bringing your hand back? There's no if in it. You haven't done an Akira. So there's, there's no, there's no Isser in it, and therefore you can bring your hand back. But if you take the bread out of the oven, at the end of the day, there's an Isser Drabon of taking bread out of an oven, of their types of ovens. So therefore, maybe in that case, the Drabon stand their ground, because there is, there is an Isser Drabon in place. And so too, despite the fact that we said here, if you start your hand up the mazid on Shabbos, you have to, then we put a kanaf, and that's come the mazid. Then you're not allowed to bring your hand back. So I'll tell you, you know why you can't bring your hand back? Because you're not definitely going to come to do any isra. You can stand like that for the next 25 hours. Whereas in the case of the bread, you're going to come to an isra skilo. Maybe in such a case, you, can't bring, you, you would be able to take the bread out of the oven. Therefore, the cases are not similar. Therefore, you can't be pushing the shadow of Rabbi boy. And that's how I answer our question. Come the shaky, come the mazid. That's the shit of Rashi. However, Tosus takes on, many other Rishonim take on as well, the way the Ran understands the Rambam, the Rif, and that is that we're talking about Nibu'odiyo, because it's perfectly similar to the case of the bread. And if you're saying we can't appreciate the side of the, the bread, it's because we're talking about during the day. Because says the Ran, let's face it, the person is not going to stand there for 25 hours holding, holding his hand out. He is definitely going to throw it down. Now, just like the bread is definitely going to bake, so too he's definitely going to throw it down. And therefore they are perfectly similar. Rather, we're talking about here, where you stuck your hand out during the day. And therefore all we're saying is like this. It, according to the Torah, therefore it's like this. If you stick your hand out on Shabbos, you can make the halacha, because that's how the Gemara is it later on with the bread, you're allowed, to bring, you're allowed to take the bread out of the oven to save yourself being chayavachatos, or being over or whatever it is, you're allowed to take the bread out of the oven. So too, if you stuck your hand out, so Torah, if you stuck your hand out on Shabbos, whether you did it for Shogig, whether you did it for Mezid, you're allowed to bring your hand back. According to Rashi, no. If you did it for Shogig, you can bring your hand back. For Mezid, you can't. The Halachal, both shit is brought in Shulchan Aruch. Um, and in fact, sorry, I got, the Ramam and the Rif are much more like. They hold like Rashi. But nonetheless, despite the fact that we've got the Ramam and the Rif who go like Rashi, and therefore the Shulchan Aruch's Ikashit is like Rashi, nonetheless, in Mishnaburah, passes you can be making in such a case. If a person stuck his hand out on Shabbos, even if he did it b'mezid, he's allowed to bring his hand back in. That is, unless it's right near the end of Shabbos, in which case then you have to leave your hand out. However, if it's Mibu'odiyo, if a person stuck his hand out before Shabbos, now he wants to bring it back in. So if he did it b'shogig, then obviously, according to everyone, you can bring your hand back in. If it's the Mazid, then according to Tosus, that's what the Gemara meant. The Mazid comes to our It's talking about and you would not be allowed to bring your hand back in. According to Rashi, there's debate as to what Rashi would hold Mibu'odiyon, whether Rashi would hold that even Mibu'odiyon, the Mazid, if you did it the Mazid, you'd have your hand out, you're not allowed to bring it back in on Shabbos. There's a debate as to what, um, as to, um, what Rashi would, uh, would hold with regard to that. Um, 
carries on the Gemara. The Ibai is saying another answer, um, really, uh, another, another suggestion is, we could say that, both are talking about Beshegeg, but because Beshegeg, here the Machlekes is whether we put a Kanat in a case of Shegeg or to a case of Mazid. Master of the Konsushegi or to Mazid, one writer holds that even though he only stuck his hand out the Shegeg, whether according to Tosu Tomat before Shabbos, according to Rashi, even on Shabbos, but we put a Kanat of Shegeg or to Mazid, um, whereas Master of the other writer holds, they come to Shegeg or to Mazid, we don't put a Kanat of Shegeg or to Mazid, and you can bring your hand back in. That is not brought the Hadoch, that idea. The Ibai Temo, or finally, the last answer is, Le'olam no Konsu. Really, they didn't put a kanas on. Now, I mentioned, according to the, rit- the Ritva, this is the only answer which actually stands la'alokha. And though the Ritva is not brought la'alokha at all, we pointed out, it may act as a sniff, you could use it to be mitzarib in certain cases, at least mokim sorev, because according to the, the Ritva, it's going to come out, whether you did it b'shogig, whether you did it b'mezid, you would always be allowed to bring your hand back. Why? What's the answer? Because really, there's no kanas. Below kasha, there's no kasha. Kanda isa chotzer, top of dalad amadalav, kanda chotzateres. It depends on where you're bringing your hand back to, whether you're bringing it back into the same chotzer where you're standing, or whether you're bringing it into a different chotzer. Kedeboamini rovamir abnachman, as Robert asked from Rabnachman, hoisa yodamini alperitiv, his one's hand was full with fruit or produce, so it's yodah chotz, he stuck his hand outside. Maulah siro, doisa chotzer. What's the thing? Can he bring it back to that chotzer where he's standing? Omanin rabnachman asked him, muta, it's muta. He asked him, the chotzer acheres, now what about to bring it into a different chotzer? He said, Omari said to him, also, that's forbidden. So he asked him, Umayshino, what's the difference? So Rav Nachman asked him, Lechi teichul ala kura de milcha. He asked him either with a joke, so when you, when you eat on that shayli, you eat on over it a, um, a kur, a measure of salt, um, then I'll answer you. Or he's, answer, he's saying to him, if you would eat a kur of salt, you'd see there's absolutely no difference between, there's no, there's no, there's no similarity between the two cases. Why? What's the difference? Over there in the case where a person brings it back into the same chotzer, he hasn't accomplished what he set out to do. Whereas over here, he has accomplished what he set out to do. What that means to say is, Lefi Rashi, your intention was to take it out of your house. Have you achieved that? If you put it into a different chotzer, yes. Are you wanted to put it into the Rosh Hashanah? It doesn't matter. You've achieved taking it out of your house. Therefore, there are bottom says, you're not allowed to do that. To put it into a different chotzer, you can't do. Because you are at least partially achieving what you set out to do, even though you didn't actually intend to put it originally into another chotzer, but you've accomplished taking it out of your house. Therefore, we are good. If we allow you to do that, you may next time come to put it down in the Rishul Sarabim. Therefore, you can't do that. But to bring it back into your chotzer, that's perfectly fine. Whereas the Rabbeinu Khananel, and so it's clear from the Rambam as well, that it's only if you actually intended to put it into the other chotzer, that's called the Savita Machshate. You intended to put it into the other chotzer, therefore you're not allowed to put it into the other chotzer. But if you intended to put it out from the Rosh Hashanah, and now you want to put it into the other chotzer, you would be allowed to do that. That would be the shit of the Ramam and the Rabbi Nechanalo. Both shittas are mentioned in the Halach and the Mishnah Bura. Maybe Mokim Sereh, one could rely on the Mishnah Bura, but one, uh, on the, on the, especially the Ramam, the Rabbi Nechanalo, but one point to know. And that is, this is only so long as the other chotzer is not what we call bidyuta achas on the same side. It's not sort of adjacent to the chotzer where you are standing, with a bit of rishusarabim in between, because then there's an absolute ifter the eraita to put it down in that in that chotzer. That Tosus points out, and Mr. Brewer mentions this. Very important to note. That would be an ifter the eraita. Truth is, we can't really appreciate this, appreciate this probably until we learn Vezat Hashem Hazirik, which is in some 90 plus time. 
But Vezna Hashem, when we get there, you'll appreciate it more there. It would be an Issa Da'iraisa in that case. But therefore, to sum up Lahalokha, to put it into another Chotzeh is also in all cases. To put it into another Chotzeh is also in all cases, whether you start carrying that before Shabbos, on Shabbos, above 10, below 10, the mazes, the shaking is always also. As I said, especially if you were planning right from the start to put it into that Chotzeh. And obviously, it goes without saying, if that Chotzeh is what we call Bidyo Ta'achas for the Rosh Hashanah in between. But even without that, the Maita. At least if you are planning to put it into that chotz Tzavad, it's absolutely forbidden, because you may come to put it down in the Rosh Hashanah next time. Um, according to Rashi, even if you weren't planning to put it down in that Chotzeh, it's still awesome. But to bring it back into that Chotzeh, we do have the Shisha of the Ritzvah, which we don't pass in, it's not brought out of Chotzeh, it will always be more to bring it back into that Chotzeh. Even if you put your hand up a Shogi, the mazes on Shabbos, before Shabbos, it won't make any difference. La Alokha, that ritva is not brought, but to know it, like, just to know that ritva is useful. But La Halokha, La Osochotse, if you put your hand out for Shogeg, you will always be allowed to bring your hand back, if it's below 10 we're talking about. If it's Bemezid, then we've got this Machlokas Rashi and Tosfus. La Halokha, there is room to be Makal, if you stuck your hand out on Shabbos. There's room, if you stuck your hand up and made it, there's room to be maker and rely on Tosfus, so you can bring your hand back in, unless it's near to the end of Shabbos already. If it's Mibba'odiyom, if it's before Shabbos, <coughs> that you stuck your hand out, and you stuck your hand, and you left it up and made it, then, according to Tosfus, it's definitely also to bring your hand back in. According to Rashi, there's a little, little bit of discussion. Um... Again, we're welcome to if there's what, we've got you, maybe you could be Mitzari for it as far as well, there's what to discuss about bringing your hand back in. If it's above 10 Tvachim, then you will always be able to bring your hand back in, um, because that's the Kohen into your private domain.